Welcome to Footnotes in Witness. My name is Deborah J. McKenzie, and this is the podcast where we study the Bible to see Jesus rightly and find Him in our own stories. Let us be faithful witnesses to His character and glory. the Bible, you may notice, or maybe you already have noticed, that there's a repetition of certain numbers. And this has led to a whole study of the Bible using numerology. So today we're going to tackle these random numbers, kind of what biblical numerology means, if it's useful, and then ask our all-important question, what does this reveal to me about God? So numerology, just in and of itself, is a study of mystical, spiritual, or divine meaning behind numbers. And it's actually become a cultural norm recently, like even in politics. And it would only make sense that it would eventually creep into our religions. So this idea is based on the concept that we can gain deeper understanding of the world around us, how we relate to it, the people and living things in the world, and their meaning. Now, I think this desire isn't bad. Humanity is actually made for deeper meaning. Societies need higher callings. People want to have a sense of belonging to something bigger than themselves. And being able to tap into a secret code can give meaning and purpose. It can also give identity and boost self-worth. Like, I know this thing that other people don't. But this isn't a new or even surprising human desire. So let's take a look at some of these important numbers in scripture and see what all the hullabaloo is about. (laughs) Do you remember the story of Jericho? It was a huge walled city, and Joshua and the people had to get through it to get to the promised land, and it was a fortress. This is the setting for our place of Rahab, but what the people do to destroy that city is walk around it. It's one of those stories that really makes you have to trust in God and his plan because it certainly doesn't make sense. They are going to walk around the entire city every day for seven days. And on the seventh day, they're going to walk around it seven times. And seven priests are going to hold ram's horns to blow a huge big sound at the end of the seventh, go around the city on the seventh day, and Jericho collapses. So it seems really random. Like, what is the seven about? But if we go back to the first page in our Bible, we'll see that seven is a number that repeats a lot. It starts with the seven days of creation. And on that seventh day, that became the Sabbath, the day of rest. And it's observed by God's people every seven days. And even if you look at the Hebrew language, it gets even more intense on page one. Because the first line of the Bible is seven words in the original Hebrew language. And that central word, three on each side, that letter and that number are the letters of the first and the last alphabet of the Hebrew language. (laughs) There are so many poems, down to even the syllables, that are constructed in sevens or multiples of seven. Seven has been said to be, quote unquote, God's number. So why do people say that? Where do we get that? From the Hebrew language for the word seven. 
The word for seven sounds a lot like the word for complete or whole. There's so many repetitions of seven or multiples of seven throughout the entire Bible, new and old. But how about this other number, the number 40? Noah's flood lasted for 40 days. Goliath, the big giant that David took down with a slingshot, well, he taunted the Israelite people for 40 days. The Israelites spent 40 years wandering in the desert after Moses spent 40 days and nights up on Mount Sinai getting God's law and commands. Then in the New Testament, Jesus was tempted in the desert for 40 days. Then you get into the actual study of numerology and it keeps on going. And it's even compounded by the fact that the Hebrew language doesn't have a separate numeral system. So they don't have separate numbers like we have in English, A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4. But in the Hebrew language, the letters represent numbers. They represent numerical values. And this has led to all sorts of things. People have taken the letters of different things like Satan or the word for God and added up their numerical values. And this is how we get some of those theories on 666 and 777. It can go pretty far. (laughs) So just by looking at these two numbers, and we kind of tease that out into a larger study of numerology, we can start asking ourselves some valuable questions. Is there merit to this line of study? Is it going to help us understand the Bible more? Are there lessons to be gleaned? Is there a deeper knowledge to be ascertained by studying the numbers? Well, my short answer is no. (laughs) Now, let me tell you why. It is human nature to be drawn to new and shiny. We love to evolve and grow. We want the newest thing, the best version available. But this desire pulls us away from the steadfast and the secure. We are so easily led astray, like a moth to a flame, or to a mosquito to its death on those zapper lights. Now, there are some observations in these numbers. Obviously, the number seven means something to God. Seven and its multiples are there in every place you look. It's all over the place. So it definitely has a role to play. And seven and its multiples are most commonly being used in the pursuits that associate with God, with God's people, and with God's commands. So they tend to kind of go on that side of things. Where in contrast, the number 40 seems to be associated with trials. It's not always outright bad things to be sure, but difficult. So observations are good. You can see that there are themes and that there are patterns. And sometimes numbers play a role in that. The Bible is a richly dense piece of literature. Themes and observations can help us navigate those literary waters. Where we can lose our way, though, is when we find more meaning in the new and the shiny than meaning in the character of God, of pursuing Him. The Bible is a tool. It is not our Savior. It is a tool to pursue a relationship with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. 
Now, our pursuits can slowly change. In fact, they can slowly change because of a desire to do something good, like understand God's word more. And it happens so slowly that we may not even realize it. We may start by just looking into something very innocent, like why is seven repeated so many times? But we end up spending more and more of our time there. And where our thoughts are always leading will lead our hearts also. To use a not so serious example, my sister got a new car a while back and I had never heard of this car. I'd never even known that this type of car existed. And I said I had never seen it anywhere. Now she lives a street over from me. So I started looking for that car and then I started seeing that car everywhere. Now everywhere I looked was that little car. And I swear I had never seen one before my sister bought one. We usually find what we're looking for. Humans are actually really good at finding patterns. We're really good at rationalizing. And it's a lesson that I keep very close to my heart. I am weary of studying the Bible to the point of it becoming an academic lesson instead of a relationship builder, because that is something that I know I'm tempted towards. I love words. I love literature. I love finding patterns. There's a huge rabbit hole to be had in Genesis 1. The creation story is created in this beautiful literary masterpiece. Parts of it reflect other parts, reflect back on the original parts. Words are repeated in very specific patterns with specific word counts. I could go on and on. I took a huge class on Genesis 1. But the problem is walking away from hours in a biblical literature class, knowing specific repetitions and word counts, but not having any deeper a relationship with the Father Almighty. There are observations to be made in repeated numbers of the Bible. They aren't super random. I only caution against a study based in numerology. Because the study of finding deeper meaning behind numbers is a study based on numbers. And we study the Bible to find deeper meaning in God the Father. And it can cloud it. It can lead us into other things where we're finding this amazing meaning behind a number when really it's God that we're supposed to be looking for. I caution against this type of study because it distracts us from the main point, our Heavenly Father. We can be tempted to reach for anything but the Bible, to study the Bible. Your passion in numerology may be seen as a good thing. Well, at least they're studying the Bible. (laughs) But when it goes to the point where the focus is on numbers, we've lost the point. It's like reading Jonah and trying to figure out exactly how he was in the belly of a whale for three days. Like we're missing the point. The Bible is for us to get to know God. God gave us his word. All too often, though, what we really want is God's word plus. We want something new. We want something shiny. We want to have the end, the know-how, the secret code. We want to have something that maybe somebody else doesn't have, either because we want to be better than them or because we want to be the one that teaches them. 
we so often get bored with what we already have. The Bible is an endless well of truth and knowledge, but it takes time and it takes repetition. Getting familiar with the stories and the word feels like we're done. That's all we need to do. That's all we can get out of it. I know what the story is, and so I can just keep moving on. So I joke whenever I go to the gym about the super in shape people that are already there. They're super ripped. They're in shape. They're super healthy. I'm like, you people are done. What are you doing here? I clearly need to be here. But why are all those healthy, skinny people here? Well, it's because they know that to stay that way, they need to keep doing what got them healthy in the first place. I don't know why Joshua and the people had to march around Jericho seven times. I don't know why they needed to march for seven days. And I don't understand what the very particular importance on the seven is. I don't know why Revelation is chock full of sevens. It's all over the place. But the point isn't about the number seven. It's actually all about God. It's okay to make those observations. It's a good thing to see running themes and things that are repeated. That's a way that we can navigate through this dense literature. And it's okay to say, I see the seven here and I see it here. And seven's usually associated with a good thing. There's nothing wrong with seeing the numbers in the Bible. They are not all that random. (laughs) But we do need to caution against putting more meaning and trust and faith into a sequence of numbers than the God of the universe who created numbers. Quite frankly, if there was a secret code that could lead me to an all-knowing understanding of God and his plans, well, I think I would need to ask for my money back at that point. Because a God that can be understood through numbers alone is not a God worth giving my life to. He's not a God worth trusting my soul to or my children to. And you know what? He's not. My God cannot be understood through a deep study of numbers. My God cannot be understood by a human mind in this amount of time given to us on earth by studying the Bible, even if you did it every single day, because this well never runs dry. And I'm so grateful that he is that big and that he is worth it, that he ain't that small (laughs) because he is worth giving my life to. He is worth knowing that I will never fully understand him or his plans. And that's actually really good news, y'all. So just to be snarky about it, this is the last episode in our season, which means next week is the interview. And that means this season actually has seven episodes. (laughs) So just to let you know, I'm not taking it all that seriously and neither should you. So just being silly next week, seventh episode of this season will be the last and I'm very excited because I have talked my husband into doing another interview with me so join me next week with Mike McKenzie while we talk about all the random things in the Bible